This just in. Aaron Rodgers bought a tube of toothpaste. At this point, it's my intention to play for the Jets. Anything that falls short of this Jets team not winning the division, oh boy, watch out. This is Rodgers Watch 2023 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. When it comes to me, they don't know All right, let's get to it. Get you the latest Aaron Rodgers information. Bob's yeah, been talking about what? this a little bit this afternoon. A couple interesting nuggets. What stands out today? If someone were to ask you, Aaron Rodgers, what's the update today? Bob Brainerd, what would you tell him? What's the most interesting? Nothing. No, I mean, this is George <laughs> Costanza. It's a show about nothing. And, and it really is. And I think, though, that Mark Murphy, and we, we've heard a couple clips from him before he boarded the bus on this uh, Tundra title Town yes. tour that goes yes. throughout the state of Wisconsin. Which has everybody up there very nervous that he's going to talk. Uh, yeah, but, but, I mean, he was given the podium before stepping on said bus Yeah, and really just was muted and it was dumbed down and he just kind of would had that nervous chuckle. So far. And, and, and not say anything. So I think... Because he's the president, because there isn't an owner in Green Bay, I think they all got together and said, "Look, none of we've all had our say, right? Brian Gutekunst had his say, Mark Murphy had his say, yep. Aaron Rodgers has had his say. We've heard from every camp so far, and really, there's nothing more to say. So I think the Packers collectively said, "We're in the driver's seat here, and and let's not say anything that's going to maybe turn things around. Let's let the Jets sweat this out now." And let them do all the talking. Let's let their GM say, he's on his way. He's, he's coming. Okay. Right. All right. And then maybe have to eat crow if it doesn't come together. You know there's the chance that Mark Murphy walks into Sheboygan Falls, Ben Franklin <laughs> Elementary School, local newspaper reporters there, and he says something like, well, you know, I mean, uh, Plan B comes together and we get rid of him a week from Tuesday like we're thinking we're going to. I, you, you know yeah. he's going to step in it. Yeah. yeah. It's- he should not have gotten on the bus. It, it, it's coming. The, the, some of the guys that got on the bus with him, uh, Aaron Jones was one of the, one of the players. Oh, that's fun. And, and so these guys obviously had nothing to say. But what I did hear them say was that they are ready to play for Jordan Love. They are ready yep. to give 100% to the next Packers quarterback. They have to say that, though, don't they, Bob? The, the, they do, but, but I think in their hearts they are really ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. I, you don't hear any players, whether it's today or or when this started to become a reality, I haven't heard any Packer players saying, what are we going to do without number 12 in the huddle? I think these guys are ready to legitimately turn Good. the page and play for number 10. I hope so. I'm a little concerned. Like He has been so quiet, Aaron Rodgers, right now. Like Is he just pumping iron and he's going to come... Showing up to the Jets, you know, just, oh, and he's going to have, like, the best season ever because he finally focused. and. But we don't have to play them, so I really don't care <laughs> no, what he no, does. No, you don't. And they're in the toughest division in football. He's going to get destroyed. Yeah, Bills. And the worst okay. media market. Bills, Dolphins are in there, New England. Uh, it's it's going to be rough sailing no matter who they surround him with. You guys remember Craig Carton, who's on WFAN? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Craig's take today was that he thinks Aaron Rodgers or someone – told him, a source told him that Aaron Rodgers won't come to the Jets no matter if the trade goes down this week or not. He won't come to the Jets until May anyway. So he is on the inside telling New York, cool your Jets, no pun intended, <laughs> and, and, and hold out because I'm not going to be here anyway. So that was yeah. according to Craig Carton, who's in New York, who's in the thick of things here.
Interesting perspective. Thank you, Bob. All right, we're going to switch gears up next. Cardinal Stritch closing down about a month from now, abruptly saying they're shutting down their doors, closing it off. Sherry Tussler from Hunger Task Force is here. She is a graduate. Open up the phone lines and the text lines. We'd love to get a phone call or two. Are you a graduate of Cardinal Stritch? Tell us about the legacy Cardinal Stritch helped you create. Cardinal Stritch, the role they played in your life. 855-616-1620. That's the talk and text line. 855-616-1620. The importance of Cardinal Stritch in your life. Your phone calls, your texts after the break. Cardinal Stritch announcing they are abruptly shutting it down. They are going to be done. We want you to weigh in. Are you a graduate of Cardinal Stritch? Did you go to Cardinal Stritch? Did someone you love attend school there? What did it mean for you, the role of Cardinal Stritch in your life? The talking text line is 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. The role that Cardinal Stritch played in your life. We'd love to take some phone calls, work in some texts. Because if you think about, even if you didn't go to Cardinal Stritch, what if you found out that your own university was abruptly shutting down? That's a chapter of your life that... Oh, yeah. That, that is a formative part of your life. There's emotional Sad. connections there. Uh, we did get a, t- uh, a text from Patrick and Appleton on the talk and text line, 855-616-1620. Patrick wrote, when I was a kid, my dad went back to school to finish his bachelor's degree, and he chose Cardinal Stritch because they could accommodate his work and home schedule while giving him the education he deserved. He was still home with us and was able to keep working full-time while finishing his degree. And that degree helped him advance his career, which benefited our whole family. Cardinal Stritch did that for us. Thanks. What's your story? 855-616-1620, Cardinal Stritch and you. What's your story? When people ask you to talk about Cardinal Stritch, what do you tell them made it special? 855-616-1620. It makes me sad even to just say that in the past tense. Uh, weigh in, would you? Let's go to Matt, who's in Greendale. Matt, good afternoon. You're on WTMJ. Yeah, good afternoon. I was a, I went to Stritch for my undergraduate. I got a bachelor's degree in 2012. Um, they gave me a very generous scholarship, and I got a lot of individualized attention from the psychology faculty there. So that helped me now. Ten years later, I'm a forensic psychologist in a very thriving private practice, so it, it set me up well for that. And it's also where I met my wife. So I, I really can't say anything but good things about wow. what Cardinal Stritch did for my life. Tell me about uh, your reaction when you got the news that they were going to be shutting down and shutting down in pretty short order. I would say I was sad, not entirely surprised. I've stayed kind of up to beat with happenings at the university, and I've known that just in recent years, things financially haven't been going the best. So it wasn't a complete surprise, though still, you know, very sad nevertheless. How's it changed from 10 years ago when you were there? I mean, my understanding is it's just been been harder for them to keep enrollment numbers up, and it's been harder for them to to keep and retain qualified faculty. And so you just put those things together, and it it just makes it hard to sustain and to compete with some of the bigger schools. And so, um, but I know the people that have been going there recently, I mean, just still kind of like I said, the individualized attention, the small class sizes you get in a school like that, for someone like me, would have gotten in way too much trouble in a big state school. I mean, it really was the perfect fit. So my hope is that, yeah, the people have still gone there recently. They've still benefited from those kinds of aspects of it. Hey, Matt, thank you very much for the phone call. We appreciate it. Katie's in Germantown. Katie, good afternoon. You're on WTMJ. Hi there. Hey, Katie. Tell us about your Cardinal Stritch experience. So I actually went to UW-Madison first and got my undergrad 
and then moved back to the Milwaukee area, and I got my teaching certification through Strix. So, and I just told your guys that I just I'll be finishing my 21st year teaching this year. So, they were the ones that That's helped me get my degree. So, yep. That's fantastic. Great so, fun. good memories when you think back. How sad are you today that the the school that helped you so much is going away? Well, going to a big school like Madison and then going to a small school like Stritch, I mean, you had two different extremes there. Mm -hmm. Stritch was just nice because it was small and you were very, you know, very good relationships with your professors and, you know, everything's right here in the area. It was, it was a great experience. Katie, thank you very much for the phone call. What's your story? 855-616-1620 is the talk and text line. Another uh, text from the talking text line uh, from 262. I went back to school as an adult during COVID. I have kids and I work full time. My program was through an online university, and I believe that is the demise of these others over, uh, over because they target adults. All right, let's take another phone call. Wilson Wauwatosa. Will, good afternoon. You're on WTMJ. Hey, how are you doing this afternoon? Hey, good. How about you? Tell us your, uh, your tightest stretch. Good. good. Yes, I was an adjunct instructor between 96 and 2002 or so. Um, it was thriving at the time, and I think the reason why is a lot of companies were getting tax incentives to uh, pay for uh, college tuition. So many of the students, adults, were um, basically on a dime of their, their companies, and a lot of companies have uh, eliminated that uh uh, tuition reimbursement full for uh, uh, students. And I believe, or I'm thinking that's why there were, you know, besides the pandemic, but uh, where there was significant decline, especially in adult education um, um, night program. Hey, Will, thank you very much for the phone call. All right, so we're going to get some perspective, the financial point of all this, the real estate perspective on all of this. Mark Cass, the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal, takes us inside that part of the story coming up here at 515. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. There's a new survey out. 2,000 Americans were asked about their financial situation. 55% said they have a side hustle or other form of supplemental income. 55% say in addition to their primary job, they are doing something else on the side, on average spending eight and a half hours a week doing it, aside from their primary job, to make money to make ends meet. That's one statistic. I found these statistics from the survey also very, very interesting. Hmm. 43% say they have asked someone for financial help in the past 12 months to help pay their bills or to help with living expenses. So not a dollar at the vending machine, not can you spot me money, I don't have my wallet. 43% have asked for financial help to pay bills. This is who they've asked. 57% of Americans in the survey, and it's every demographic group. It's from 18 years old to like 80. 57% who have asked for help say they've asked their parents. 42% have asked their friends. 15% have asked their children for money to help them. Boy, that's got to be very humbling. And 25% of people in the survey say they have asked a coworker for money to help them pay their bills or help with living expenses. If you're in a room with three other people now, that means one of you has asked somebody, theoretically, for help in paying your living expenses because you cannot do it on your own. I can't imagine, first off, when you have to ask anybody for money, it's, it's humbling. It's a tough situation. 
Yeah. So you have to put yourself in the position where you're asking a coworker, even if they're a friend, a coworker for money to help pay your We Energies bill or buy groceries. That is stunning. That really is. Because I'm one of those people where if you get an email, if I get an email from you and you're like, hey, do you have the answer to this question? And like, I haven't replied that yet. Like, oh, I don't want to see you because I haven't fi- I haven't check that to-do list, you know, off my, I haven't checked that task off my to-do list. So I would already be awkward, like wanting to avoid you or wanting to make sure I took care of that. So now, oh my gosh, if I borrowed 52 bucks from you so I could make sure that the electricity bill was taken care of and I'll pay you back in two weeks, next paycheck we get, but then I would feel so awkward that those two weeks, I couldn't you know, do it. It, it would be, I, I could, and there's I could not nothing do it. wrong with, I mean, it, I would rather have people be comfortable to reach out for help. Let me put that out there. But there is no doubt there is a stigma and a whole lot of layers that come with I just could never do that. I I would rather stand out at the streetlight with a sign. Or get yet another side hustle. Than ask somebody that I I work with. One more number. 52%, 5-2, say that if they needed to cover a surprise $500 cost tomorrow, they couldn't do it or they would be forced to not pay bills later in the month. 52%? 52% 52%? Mm. 52% say, yeah, $500 surprise bill. They could not pay it. Or if they did, they would have to not pay other bills that month. It's more than half of us. And this has only, of course, gotten worse because of inflation. Gas is up. Groceries are up. Electricity's up. I mean, everything is up. What has dropped? We're all getting like a 3% pay raise if we're lucky. And prices are up. Inflation's like 11%. You stumped me on what has dropped. That's why I was giving you that look. I was like, oh, I don't know. Nothing. What has? Is anything right. dropped? <laughs> no, and everything that you encounter adjusts their prices, and the prices go up. And, and they will lean on, well, it's inflation. Well, this costs more and yep. costs more to operate said business. So, therefore, our prices went up. Yep. I, think, I think this is why, if you do, for most of us, you lean on family if you are desperate and need to borrow money, you lean on family because family, they may yell at you, they may give you the stink eye, but they will also understand. And and family is a different dynamic than the work family. Like like Sandy said, I, I couldn't borrow from somebody, and even if I paid it back in two weeks, just to have that everyday interaction, just like, I owe that person money. And what are they thinking of you when they see you at the water cooler? Yeah, okay. On the text line, somebody said, I think eggs have gone down. Eggs are up 70%. I was going to say, only after they went up even more. They're up 70%. Quick trip, 199 Yeah, that's a place to buy them. We yeah. did sure. get a question on the the talk and text line, 855-616-1620 from 262. How many of these people have a cell phone, have cable TV? Sometimes you have to do the bare minimum, which you have to do to pay your bills, which that is something that maybe society in this day and age, do we ever tighten our belt, or would we rather just... Ask for money. Ask co-workers. Well, <laughs> oh, but geez, that no wasn't way. the Not majority of people. But but still. Dude, 25% we... of people have asked a co-worker. That's like, not That's like 2.5%, 25%. That's an unbelievably high number. And heartbreaking. That's stunning. Uh, it is 445 at WTMJ. Dr. John Raymond, the Milwaukee Health Briefing, with us live in the studio up next. Dr. John Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. Dr. Raymond, thank you so much for being with us here in the studio. Yeah, thank you, John. Glad to be here. I wanted to ask you about big news and exciting news. Freighter Health and Care 
have signed a letter of intent to start a process to combine organizations. This consolidation seems to be happening throughout America, and it's happened previously here in Wisconsin. How big a deal is this? Yeah, I think it's a big deal, and I think it's a good deal. Um, the two parties involved, Freighters and ThetaCare, both have a commitment to high-quality health care. Um, we have been partners with both of them for decades, and we respect their leadership teams. And I think this will do nothing but improve the reach of the specialty physicians and bring them together with physicians that practice out in the community to deliver high-quality health care. Freighter is the primary teaching hospital for Medical College of Wisconsin, but you've also worked with Theta Care in the past. Will any of that change? Will your relationships morph? Will this mean anything for Medical College of Wisconsin? Yeah, for MCW, this is an opportunity for us to to build those bridges even um, more significantly and to extend our reach. You know, we do have a regional campus in Green Bay, and we have residency programs in the Fox Valley. So that will only help us cement the relationships that will grow there in the Fox Valley. Um, I, again, I think this is uh, really a fantastic uh, a merger. And what's different and really unique about this are two things. These are Wisconsin healthcare systems that have their roots, roots deeply embedded in Milwaukee and in the Fox Valley. So this isn't a merger where somebody from somewhere else is acquiring one of our gems, our healthcare gems. And second of all, that does extend the reach of one of Wisconsin's medical schools we have excellent health care here in wisconsin especially southeast wisconsin but it's expensive and research has shown that health care consolidations lead to higher prices for patients in general is that problematic how do we get a handle on that why does that happen how do you respond to that yeah i wish i knew why it happened but what i can say is this is different because these are two health systems that are committed to delivering the best care for the lowest cost and they're working very hard on that. If they come together, they'll be able to do that. And they're geographically contiguous. They're right next to each other. So that economy of scale is something that they can actually achieve in this region. Dr. There, John Raymond is with us on WTMJ. Are there any particular programs that you think this is going to enable that you have in plan? Well, community-based research. Uh, we will be able to um, grow new residency programs in the Fox Valley and up into northeastern Wisconsin. We hope to be able to expand our medical school class so we can have more doctors. And what's great about the Theta Care opportunity is there's a maldistribution of physicians in the state, and the Northwoods and the northern parts of the state need more doctors. So partnering with Theta Care to deliver residents and medical students into that environment can only help. All right, Bob had a question about something that he's uh, going through this week. I did, Dr. Raymond, because I got my shingles shot, round one of two, and you have to get the second one, I think, two months from now. So tell the fo- So I responded, tell the folks out there, when should you get your shingle shot, and why should you get a shingle shot? Um, well, if you're over 60, you should get a shingle shot, and, and the reason is most of us have been exposed to herpes zoster, um, and that is can be reactivated and cause shingles very painful. And even after the shingles heal, people can have uh, nerve pain in the areas that are affected by the shingles. So if you do get the vaccine, it lowers the likelihood of you getting shingles. And if you get it, you heal faster and you have less side effects after you're done. So I've had my Shingrix series myself. Oh, Shingrix. Oh, that's what you have. I have, yeah. too. So you can get it. Like, I think my doctor told me at 50 I was eligible for it. You are. 
but at mm-hmm. 60, you should definitely get it. Definitely. So 50, is that a good time to start thinking about it? Sure. And, and, and very minor, I, I mean, I got a little bit of the chills, you know, the next day. Um, felt a little dizzy, at the, but but it, it was like one and done. So so it's a very minor repercussions after you get the shot, doctor. It is, but like any vaccine, if you mount an immune response, you can get a fever and your arm can ache and you may have some systemic symptoms for a day or two. But that's simply your body reacting as it should to this new allergen. And that is much better than the symptoms because I know two people in my life who've had shingles. It's and incredibly it's painful. Excruciating, yeah, and, and it could be crippling uh i've got a question for you now that the weather is warmed up dr raymond you know a little something about axillary hyperhidrosis what is that yeah it's actually a very debilitating condition in which people sweat excessively from their armpits and it can stigmatize the individual it can cause practical problems with with odor and soak through of of dress shirts and, and dresses and whatnot. And there really haven't been good therapies. And one of my family members actually had surgery to try to interrupt the nerve circuits to their armpits to stop the sweating. And um, there is a new treatment, a patch, that um, you only apply for a couple of minutes. And when you start to sweat, it targets the sweat glands with something that can inactivate them for as long as three to six months. So that's a potential new treatment that might help with this Really debilitating and embarrassing condition. Well, that's a game changer. Three to six months. Mm-hmm. Three to six wow. months. Wow. And non-surgical, which is always yeah, exactly. what we'd prefer to do in the first place. I want to ask you about the FDA taking the only drug for premature birth off the market. Apparently, it just it, it wasn't doing what they had hoped it would do. It's been taken off the market. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Makina? Yeah, um, and thanks for asking. And this is also something that impacted my family. I had an extremely premature birth of, of my first son. Um, and, you know, it caused us to worry about the subsequent pregnancies. So just to understand the scope of the problem, 10% of births now in the U.S. are premature births. In other words, happening before 37 weeks. And many are very premature, and they can have lasting health impacts, disproportionately affect African-American and black women. And so treatments for preterm birth really haven't, there haven't been that many, primarily um, surgery, cerclage, or sewing shut the, the cervix and putting people at bed rest. And so in 2001, through an accelerated pathway, the FDA released Makina to try to reduce the risk of preterm birth based on a pretty small study. Now, because of that accelerated pathway, the manufacturer was required to do follow-up studies. So about 350,000 people have taken Makina try to reduce preterm birth. Unfortunately, a larger study in 2019 didn't show a benefit of Makina, and so the FDA, upon the recommendation of several of their expert committees, has decided to withdraw the drug from the market. Um, Not everybody's happy about it. There are some obstetrician gynecologists who believe that it's been effective, but the large study didn't show a positive benefit. Well, that's why we have the studies. Quickly, Dr. Raymond, do you have good news of the week? I do, and this is a little early, but I want to give people a chance to think about it. Um, International Wish Day is April 29th, and that's a day when you think about sick kids and making a gift to maybe the Make-A-Wish Foundation, or Children's Wisconsin. But I also want to say it's a day that maybe you can wish to do something for one of your adult friends or loved ones. I love that. That is so nice. Dr. Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. Thank you for always being here with us, Dr. Raymond. Thanks, John. It's Andy.